0: Hello, today I'm talking with Jonathan Higgs from Everything Everything. Hello, Jonathan. Um, Hello. And we are going to talk about ugly music in all its forms. Uh, maybe not all its forms, but there's there's a range of ugly stuff here. Um, so we've chosen we've both chosen a couple songs to talk about. Um, I think yeah. it's best if we just kind of dive straight into it and just kind of take it take it bit by bit and, and kind of explore the different versions of ugly music that are out there. Um, dude, I think we might want to start with Dean Heslop's Say you're Sorry, but if you're happy oh, with Oh, wow. Time, Great. Sorry. Great. I love it.
1: This
0: this song was completely new to me, actually, when you suggested it. Um, huh? But it's very much in line with a lot of like other random youtube um i guess we could call it outsider art if we're being slightly more generous mm-hmm. um but yeah so I, I guess it's actually quite an old tune i think youtube said it was like nine or ten years old i just had never yeah. come across it so how, how did how did you is it did you just come across it on your online travels as, as um, people do good question so
1: i've been listening to that for probably seven or eight years um i've got quite a few friends that Sort of dabble in sharing this kind of thing, and there's a mm-hmm. few subreddits I go to that are sort of you know this kind of thing does well on um i can't remember exactly who showed me this. I think it might maybe was um maybe it was Jack from foals, but I think it might be the other way around with that one um <laughs> but he's a big he's really into this this sort of world as well right. Um, right so yeah, I've been listening to it for a lot for, for a great many years it's it's sort of a i wouldn't even say guilty pleasure it's more of a um Pleasure, really, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. yeah, I always forget just how far it you know how far he goes with it, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. many a sort of post pub YouTube binge is this is like the main event, like yes, a sing along, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I found this all quite interesting because unlike maybe a couple of the other songs that will come later, or, or a lot of like songs in this genre, like this dude mm-hmm. has um, some idea of how to put together a song. Do you know what I mean? Definitely like does. he understands yep. song structure. I find it really weird how the first verse—it felt to me like an intro. I was like, "Oh, this is the intro," and it's like gearing up, but it's just yeah. like like a one-minute-long verse. And I was just like, "Yeah, it doesn't really like turn into the song until you get to like a." But then there's like there is like a pre-chorus and a chorus. I'm like, "Oh, this this dude the, the actually gets is... it."
1: Yeah, it's amazing. It's like you think you're in the chorus, and then suddenly it just keeps going up, and yeah, yeah. like he's um. He hasn't planned the key. It feels like, and it, and it's like, are you sure, mate? Are you sure? And then he just keeps going. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, I've been watching a few of his other videos, and I think he is in um, music. I think he, I think he's maybe teaches music, or he definitely has a band and things like this. So mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's obviously in the game, kind of thing. But there's just so many area, There's so many moments in this song where you're like. Like what? What? What are you doing, frankly? Mm-hmm. And that's a really good place to be, I think, with music creation. So many times, we when we when we're making music in the band, and somebody's doing something which you know you shouldn't really do. Those are really the most exciting moments, and and especially when they're good. There's there's one that will come later with "Scouting for Girls," where it's the opposite. But um, <laughs> he, his uh that that chorus in the way just keeps getting higher is so absurd, but it's such a brilliant melody actually and Mm -hmm. all of those bvs and stuff and you kind of wonder if if he knows does he know how good this is that that's the the same with all the with all this type of stuff is like you've done something here that you're not really meant to do do you know you're not meant to do it Mm -hmm. do you know why this is good um and that's like kind of really fascinating once you've got once someone's really much more established you lose those things never occur, basically, mm-hmm. and you lose right. that fascination. And you're all kind of like, "Oh, they've really crafted this well, and that really leads into that well, and the way this modulates is really perfectly done." You never get the like batshit stuff, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is so exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, because. I I had a similar sort of experience listening to it because I was like, oh, this is really terrible, and then you listen a bit more, and you're like, oh, well, it's actually quite cool. I mean, this there's this, is, this, is, this is genuine drama to it. I think is is the difference yeah, as well there between is. that and other other types of songs like this. It's maybe unfair to just lump it with shit songs generally, but it, it's it's yeah. that vibe. And I think when you watch it and with the, the video, video is yeah, the video exactly is a
1: whole extra layer of like you know decisions that are being yes. made. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And i think it's when you're watching the video when you the video is but i think more straightforwardly like crap um and yeah. watching the video it is a bit more questionable he's like i'm not really sure if he's telling the story he wants to be tell- i'm not sure if he has an idea what the story yeah. is other than he yeah. knows he's telling a story um yeah and i guess to me it just felt it if anything if i could really fault it for one thing it's just that it's just way too long i think it's like five minutes it long it's it, too long if, yeah other than that a cla- I, classic rookie
1: mistake that's the thing Yes, if yeah, a yeah, cut down yeah. version of the song would be absolutely dynamite. We
0: mm-hmm. hear yeah, yeah, yeah. loads of better bits in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But that chorus? just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. It felt kind of like really. I mean, it was never like a me- type of music I listened to, but it's got that kind of like early noughties, like new y kind of hip hop, mm. that, that kind of family of of like music. Yeah. Um. So it was yeah, it was really like surprising to me. I, I, but you say he's got quite a lot of other stuff out there. He yes, has. does but nothing
1: nothing even close to this they're things they're sort of acoustic things or Mm. uh covers or very very much more you know low-key performances there's no more music videos interestingly i think maybe i tweeted about this guy or it may just be a coincidence but at some point in the last five ten years he's actually covered one of my band's songs Oh really? (laughs) which when we found out about that we were just like what the fuck It was uh, kimusabi which is not easy to sing, and I was like, "Okay, come on, then, mate, let's see this." And absolutely, you know, sung it. Piece of piss, sitting down, you know, just like this. He just yeah, yeah. sang it brilliantly.
0: Oh, really? He's actually exactly. a really good singer. Yeah. He, oh, wow, he Okay, he nailed it. He nailed yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could tell from this song like he can he can sing, but I, I guess and, yeah. I, and I still wasn't necessarily expecting to just nail that so easily. But yeah, well, yeah. power to yeah, him yeah, then. Great. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's remarkable. I yeah, I kind of regret not having heard this over the last 10 years because this is like yeah. you, I'm the kind of person to be like guys, guys, all right, look, come on. Yeah, now. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly, Listen exactly. This. This, this is the one that's that's really survived all, you know, because there's mm-hmm. been a lot of these kind of things over the years and this is like one of the big the big heavy hitters. Obviously, uh Danny Goodbye is 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 more well known, but that's another one that you yeah, kind yeah. of have to see, goodbye, you know. Goodbye, goodbye to everybody goodbye to the people who hated on me goodbye to the people who loved me goodbye to the people who trusted me goodbye
0: goodbye to everybody now i need some changes in my life now i need to move on one life. Yeah, maybe we should talk a bit about that one now because that that one again i had not heard that which again is weird because i've heard so much crap music. (laughs) Unlike, unlike Dean's song, I really didn't get the idea that this guy has any idea whatsoever what is going on. I mean, like, I think everything that could be bad is bad. I mean, like just, his singing is terrible, but then it's (laughs) auto-tuned, but it's auto-tuned really, really
1: badly. I think it's just chromatically auto-tuned. So whatever note, his voice was wavering near, it's just gone to that and it's just, doesn't obey any any harmonic rules whatsoever but neither does the music you know so it doesn't actually matter but then like rhythmically i mean the tone of the the tone of the microphone recording is exceptional it's like he's he's done it on his you know speaker phone of his uh you know on the on his headphones the speaker on there or something like that while listening to the track but there's no indication that he knows even that there is such a thing as like beat one in a bar or anything like that it's just it's just anywhere he's he's just he's got his words and he's got the knowledge that you that you speak rhythmically over over music but he doesn't actually (laughs) seem to grasp what you know what rhythm is even the the fundamental even like bar bar black sheep it isn't it isn't as coherent as that which is which is kind of amazing to listen to because you can't actually do that once you know anything about music you can't really get you can't get a performance yeah, yeah. as bad as that and it's no, that, sort of quite fascinating to, to listen to and think like what does he think is happening right now he's he, he's acting as though this is the chorus again but the music isn't at the chorus yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: Absolutely, I, I totally agree. It's, it's interesting what you say. But interesting what you say about um, if you know anything about music, you just can't make those mistakes. Because I, I, I teach like bass and guitar and and, and banjo mm-hmm. because I'm I'm just like cool. Um, oh, nice. And after like lesson one, you sit someone down and you just like just can you just clap for me one two three four and then you get them to clap like yeah. one and two and that kind of thing. And then from yeah. then on out, yeah, people people's timing clearly isn't going to be perfect straight away, but they have a general idea of how to just play something to a beat. Um, And it really just takes like two minutes at the end of lesson one to just clap a rhythm out and they get the general principle. But this guy is just, he's not even at that level yet. There are some phrases, I can't remember them off the top of my head now, but I think there's a, a couple specifically towards the end of the song where it's just... You kind of, it's. It, I guess it's to do with the flow. Yeah, if we're going to treat him yeah. seriously as a hip hop artist, mm-hmm. the flow yeah. is just completely off, and he'll just yeah. elongate these phrases that would just clearly work better shorter. And then he'll I'm make not really gonna sh- let
1: this bullshit happen again.
0: Yes, it's yeah, yeah, one yeah. Of the best yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, because there's auto tune at the end of the phrase, it, yeah. which is like as you <laughs> say, presumably like chromatically auto tuned, it's just yeah. really amazing, and his um. I didn't actually look him up, I assume he's Scottish, Um, he has like a Scottish accent, I think. Maybe, the the sort of
1: weakness of his tone of singing is also another sort of really hilarious, and the the sort of, the fact that he is singing about goodbye, and I think he means like, fuck off, but it comes across like, I'm gonna top myself, because of his delivery, and because the video is just him sitting alone, or he's at the golf course doing that weird little dance.
0: Goodbye to the people who hated on me. Goodbye to the people who loved me.
1: Goodbye to the people who trusted me. Goodbye, goodbye to everybody. Goodbye to the people who hated on me. Yeah, unfortunately with with Danny, what happened was someone else like me, basically, who was enjoying it, got in touch with him and like made it into a a thing. And they got him to... um, that this person, whoever it was, I can't remember exactly. They did their own version of Goodbye and they got Danny to sing on it. And it all just became a bit uh, yeah, sort okay. of memified. And mm-hmm. I guess Danny probably worked out that it wasn't entirely serious. But and he has actually released quite a lot of music since Danny has. That's slowly getting better. But it's right. um, it doesn't it, it's kind of like the joke is out. it's like a Tommy Wiseau thing where it's like he's made another film it's a bit shit does he know it's shit I think he mm-hmm. does you know it's mm-hmm. kind of a joke now um although Danny Danny is quite serious about his music as far as I can tell but his whole following is obviously people who were, who are there to kind of laugh which is not not what I want from my outsider artists yeah I want it yeah, to cause... just be like a a diamond in the rough that you just find and you can, it can't be explained and you can never get in touch with them you know and yeah. Like of stuff. you shouldn't ever like fuck with the formula i don't think
0: yeah um that is um it's it's like the shags they're the kind of original yeah um they're they're, they're the og Absolutely. kind of founding artists of this genre but i was gonna say i did look at, at danny's um youtube briefly <laughs> and there were just tons yeah. of comments of like danny you're my hero love you like fuck the haters yeah. and then you're like oh come on guys like this <laughs> i mean uh, maybe yeah. like some percentage of these people are serious i i don't think it's very likely i think most people are just kind of it's a bit of a wind-up and maybe some people are not trying to be mean but it always comes across as mean as well and it's a bit it like knows, like, oh, it's yeah, like why you're there but although i'm there i'm here i'm here with you talking about him now for yeah, this yeah, true
1: for, let's be honest the same reason which is that i think that he's done something so ridiculously shit that i'm i want more people to watch it basically yeah, yeah let's, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, be yeah. honest
0: that's yeah. true, but I, I think it's different. I think it's different, like <laughs> saying it too, like leaving comments saying like "Oh, you are brilliant." I think uh, that's when yeah. it becomes a bit more of a piss take. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I did, I did get the impression. I was like, I'm not sure how aware he is because I did see that he's still making music and he's still like he still gets like yeah. fair, quite a few views. He's got like it's hard to tell, isn't it? With, with with I I do go
1: back there every every couple of years and I'm just like, Danny, are you? You know what are you doing now? Is this still working out? Are you still doing this? And he does seem to be. I haven't looked in a little while, mm-hmm. but yeah.
0: Oh well, I mean, yeah, power yeah. to him. But I honestly did, uh, like you, you said, I did assume the song was about suicide. I was like, this is really yeah. quite grim. And the way he sings, yeah. it, as you say, it's just really just dejected and sad. But then yeah, the more you yeah. listen to it, you're like, I can't. It doesn't seem to match up to to my initial assumption about what it's about. No, it's it's. I don't know. Like, I I don't
1: know if he knows what it's about exactly, except he's got yeah. this chorus about goodbye, and it's just it was just a perfect storm of the, the the right video, the right production and the Mm -hmm. right performance you know and everything just came together which is why it's such a classic yeah yeah no i
0: I do i do totally agree it is a classic anyway (laughs) let's move on to a very different type of ugly because i i I chose a song i chose um a song by a band i really like called vandegraaff generator um which song was it again i think it's called the habit of the broken heart
1: actually called the, something like the Gokenbart. Bart. It's got like a strange uh, spelling.
0: Oh, does it out? <laughs> it's not out,
1: Unless that's what you just what you type to me and I just there's a good really...
0: there's a good chance I'm just incredibly incredibly clumsy at typing to you
1: oh no you didn't no I think I think you did <laughs> sorry <laughs> I thought it was actually called that the Boken the Boken Gart and I was like oh
0: these guys are so weird <laughs> uh, I mean I mean then they I are. did
1: listen to it and I was like oh I guess I guess that's what it's called <laughs> no, okay my bad no, no, my no. bad
0: no no it's fine it's fine that's totally my fault uh, but did, did you did you listen to the tune yeah yeah I did yeah yeah. yeah so so this i mean I'll, I'll just say this is a very different type of ugly just just from the get-go um i am I, I talk about this band occasionally uh on, on my channel you talk about it a lot what's yeah. wh- why are you where did you get this from why are you such a progger <laughs> <laughs> i love how that's like how you ask that question it's like wow why why would you do this yeah, um, yeah it's weird <laughs> um but just it's yeah it is kind of weird i guess um i just remember when when i was a teenager i got i got a load of siblings my one of my older brothers just Went to the local library and got a CD that was like a three what the library? Three, I know exactly a three CD prog compilation. I, I I was like progressive rock. What the hell is this? And he, yeah, you know, we we would take the CDs home. We got CDs all the time from the library and just obviously copied them onto our home computer. Oh yeah, um, and then we just, just yeah, and and this uh, I, mean, I I was a total like. And it's probably maybe less so these days, but total Lord of the Rings nerds of you know, right, progressive rock. Um, to yeah. Like, oh, yeah, a yeah. teenage boy. It's just you know, it's just Lord of the Rings in music. Um, yeah, and I just I just immediately fell in love with like progressive rock, not like all of it. Um, uh, more, I guess it, it's really just like the 70s kind of wacky stuff, you know, where there's that kind of yeah. the intersection just of. Before- that- just before punk came and said no, no more. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Which, which, but I mean, like, it's one of those things. Like, I, I, love prog, but I always say to people as well. People always like, oh, punk killed prog, and I'm like, no, prog killed prog because prog just was yeah. stupid and it, it was always yeah. going to burn brightly and short. I mean, some people would say it didn't even burn very brightly. Um, <laughs> but I just, I just love it. It's like hip, that kind of um intersection of hippie drugged out culture yeah. with like a bunch of like jazz and classical musicians who decided they were going to play rock. And is it all yeah. a little bit wanky and stupid? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I, I really the best enjoy of it, it knows that it is. You know, yes. the best of it is is aware when it's yes.
1: when it's unaware. That's when it's bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But That's so, the same with all. Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah. I, I feel I feel like um, Emerson, Lake Palmer. I think are, are pretty crap. I always thought they were like maybe they have a few moments, but they're really just a little bit too serious. Uh, I yeah. like Rush when they went pop, um, but I think I'm Prom- I i do not know a
1: thing about Rush. Mm. I've met several people this year who who really like Rush. Yeah. So I think it's
0: about time I um, found out. Give them a go. I mean, I I really don't like their prog stuff. I think, I mean, it's all like Ayn, Ayn Randian, like, objectivist. Ooh. Not all of it. I mean, I have some okay. of it's just sci-fi stuff. But I, I, I find it, I think, obviously, therefore, I think the lyrics are a bit stupid. But I, ju- I just don't like the music. Um, but when they turn into, like, a pop band, I actually quite like that. They're still like a proggy pop band, but I, I like that it's like more towards like eighties. Um, what like about uh, when Yes went went pop? I do I do like some of it, but I, I don't think it, I don't think it's the peak of their stuff for me. When they're just like, you know, writing twenty three minute long epics based <laughs> on War and Peace, you know, I just like switching yeah, on it, just, yeah. just listening through it. Um, but yeah, so Van der Graaff Generator uh, mm, are yeah. I I think that they 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 are one of the more self aware ones, but they're also sometimes one of the more hated ones they have like a very infamous song called plague of lighthouse keepers which is a 23 minute long song about a lighthouse keeper I know that it's about a lighthouse keeper who like slowly like loses his mind because of the guilt he feels over the lives he can say. it's it's completely unhinged <laughs> and it's really right. uh cacophonous at points and hideous And it was 23 minutes. I mean, obviously, that's quite long for, like, a rock band, I guess. Um I yeah. really love that track, and it was one of the first tracks I heard by them on that compilation thing I mentioned before. Wow. I immediately fell in love with it because it just felt, I guess it just felt like it's kind of like a dark Lovecraftian kind of horror, but in music form. And it's very, <laughs> like, Lovecraft, like, campy and a bit ridiculous. Um, yeah. I I really like them and I put them on here it's a very different type of ugliness but they were kind of unrelentingly ugly there's almost like no or very very few moments of like beauty or niceness in the music and I think even just um the singer is Peter Hamill he's called um his his voice is very he he's quite comfortable just you know with ugly tones ugly words he doesn't necessarily think Hitting the right pitch is always the most important thing, and I don't say that in a kind of insulting way. It's just it's this yeah, kind of yeah. there's a like Alice or... Cooper. He, yeah. he he never actually his vocals are actually kind of terrible,
1: but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So so what did you what did you think of this this
1: song and the I liked it. I liked it. I didn't think it was it was hugely ugly. I wouldn't say it was hugely ugly. I think it was, um, more. It was much more structured than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be a total sort of splurge, Right, right but it right, felt yeah. quite quite songy. You know, and mm-hmm. it's it's under five minutes, so it's not like yes. a, a crazy yeah, yeah.
0: epic, to be honest. Yeah, yes, but yeah, so, I liked it. I liked it. I, d- I did choose it specifically because I didn't want to subject you to a twenty-three minute long Fandograph uh, generator song. I thought it'd be slightly maybe maybe I should have because <laughs> this is this is this is like their late seventies stuff where clearly they'd listened to a bit of new wave. And they thought, well, right. we'll probably we'll go in that direction a bit, more, we'll make short songs. So yeah, yeah, maybe it's not as obviously ugly as some things, but it's always got that kind of gothic, dark. Yeah, and I, I think yeah. a lot of it comes down to, to comes down to Peter Hamill's vocals. It's just like he's he's not a pretty singer. It's just like he he'll snarl yeah. and and kind of scream and and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I thought it's it's an interesting kind of contrast to the songs you chose because it, it feels like. It is ugliness, and I feel like it's always with them. It's always ugliness used quite mm-hmm. well, actually. It's always quite purposeful, yeah. um, and I, I so I thought um, this this is kind of an interesting connection with everything, everything because I, I think the way you guys use ugliness is like really purposeful, instrumental, and like actually really quite effective. I mean, even from just see an album cover. And it's just like, oh, there's hmm. something kind of like, oh, grotesque about it. Um, yeah. And the way it's used through, like, with catchy pop beats and things like that, I, th- I think that's, I think it's really interesting. I, d- I think it's something that's not often enough seen, I guess, in yeah. uh, popular music. Um, I think there's a, there's a
1: big vein of destructive, like a destructive nature with with my band, definitely. Um, Alex loves to try to disrupt with his guitar playing, um, or just make, you know, the most sort of the most inexcusable sounds you can, you know, something you have to hear. You have to listen because it's it's not it's not unpleasant, but it's it's arresting. Yes. And that's that's also in the production as well. I think there's always a the feeling that you can't. um, You can't just have something straightforward, not that you're trying to deliberately um, overcomplicate, because that's a really easy trap to fall into. But just that mm-hmm. there's a, a sort of destructive nature, like like we, we ver- very rarely will end on the tonic chord. There's always like a feeling that the song hasn't properly ended mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, things getting cut off too early or t- sort of almost like cock blocking our own songs sometimes like <laughs> yeah, No yeah. Reptiles, which is, you know, arguably our most popular song it doesn't drop like there's just Mm. a huge fucking build up right up to the end that everyone's going oh my god and then it just it just ends it just ends with this little thing going which is like this most anticlimactic thing you've ever heard but i think that's why we like it so much and Mm -hmm. hopefully that's why other people like it so much Mm -hmm. but i think a lot of it comes from the bands we listen to certainly anything that was like grungy from Mm -hmm. nirvana to even like Graham Coxon was always about just sort of trying to ruin everything with, mm-hmm. w- with what you're doing. At least I think that's what Kurt was doing. I don't know. It's hard to yeah, say yeah. sometimes, but certainly Graham Coxon would, would ruin things and Johnny Greenwood would always be there to sort of really fuck things up. Like mm-hmm. obviously the, the famous thing he does in creep is like a, well, it's almost like metal, I suppose, but it is still just kind of like, a, Oh, is this broken. What's happening to the song. Um, So that's kind of, I think that's where it comes from. It's a kind of ugliness. That's like, uh, um, it's like you, you shouldn't ever feel too safe. I think in music, as soon as you feel too safe, you just get bored. Or at least I do, Mm -hmm. you've always got to be kind of like, oh, this feels like a a new discovery of some kind. Although if we would, if we, if I, if we would, uh, if we were going to stick to what I'm saying now, we would actually. Do things like danny you know but we can't and that's the that's the difference it's like how how many uh decisions can we make that you cannot predict without you know without doing a danny because then uh, the whole structure falls apart and it's it's Mm -hmm. true chaos which is (laughs) which is actually
0: never very pleasant yeah yeah no no yeah yeah it's a kind of interesting dynamic and I, i i so i mean yeah, making making that link back to Van Generator for a lot of people, they just—I mean, again, this is a kind of like maybe pop, more radio-friendly uh, song by them. But so, some for so many people, even for huge prog nerds like me, a lot of people are just like, "Now nah, this is this is just too far. They're too kind of yeah. unhinged and a little bit too ridiculous." It's a different dynamic to yours because it's it's less about yeah. that kind of cock blocking and more just maybe I don't know, like overly dramatic sometimes with them and it maybe yeah,
1: there was a a few tracks that played after the one i listened to that you sent me of theirs and it was literally it was like the hobbit just him just talking about some kind of you know mythical creature and what it was doing now and what it looked like and stuff it was just totally stupid
0: it's like well you know it was the 70s wasn't it it was it was a different time yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um and I, I, let's 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 move on to my next song choice, which again is a very different type of ugly. Um so this is by um the the artist, well, Jacob Collier, um and it's his cover of The Flintstones. But did, did, did were you did already aware of uh, Jacob Collier? I was. Yeah, he's been
1: um, in the little WhatsApp group that I have, funnily enough, with Jack, who I mentioned earlier from Foles, mm-hmm. because this is something that we have already put in our let's really, share this really. kind of group. Yeah, not yeah, actually the yeah. Flintstones track. It was another one of his um, because it's the wrong side of ugly for me. It Well, it's it, I don't think it, I don't know. What do you think? I want to hear what you think first. <laughs> um, so, of, of this track specifically, well, his whole his whole gambit and his yeah, yeah. his whole vibe.
0: Yeah. So, um, I I, th- I was actually talking to a friend. I was at band practice last night, um, and I was talking to one of my friends about it. Uh, she'd never actually heard of Jacob Collier, and I was like, "Well, the only way to describe it is the mo like he's kind of like the, the cliche is like he's the Mozart of this generation or whatever. Like the, those kind of mm-hmm. his he's, he's in, a level of musicianship where I'm just like, okay, well, I may as well just put the guitar down and just you know do something else with my life. Um, but actually, when That's I listen to his music, something good. Yeah. <laughs> well, then listen. I'm, I, I'm <laughs> not piano. Keen, I'm I'm not keen on his. I'm, I'm not not keen at all. Pretty much full stop. Maybe a few of the moment, few little moments of his songwriting. I, I I like some of his. He's covered a lot of stuff, and I do like some of that. Um, what was it? I covered a Lionel Richie song. Um. Right. All night long. I, I thought it was, I was. I I liked it. Um, jazz is not really my thing, so I, I find it hard to comment on. But so the the Flintstones cover in particular. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's I think it's completely hideous. I also think it's it's just it's just not made for me. You hear it, and you're like, this is for like um, jazz fusion kind of neo soul nuts who are really into this kind of um, like reharmonization yeah, I, I, stuff. I wonder. I
1: wonder who it's for. I wonder who it's for. My mum has sent me a couple of his videos before. Mm-hmm. And I think it's got, it's certainly a very sort of social media-y sort of presence mm-hmm. where it's like, it's more like a feat than a, than actually music that you want to listen to, that anyone would want to listen to.
0: Well, it's I mean, it's more he, like a,
1: it's like yeah, a trick or, yeah. or, a you know, a,
0: to su- so to, to oh. me, that's that's quite often how it ends up feeling. I, I, he definitely has like a huge, and I I think a genuine following of people who do find his music very emotionally effective. And I think yeah, right. that, that's great. For me though, I just I think someone explained it to me once. It's like there's a difference between being a good, good being good musician and being a good artist. And I was like, right, yeah. I think I think that's kind of how I see it personally. Like I, I'm absolutely in awe of his musicianship obviously i i mean i am I'm totally jealous i will admit that but then i oh, yeah. listen to i listen to the music he makes and i'm like well it's really interesting that i i think it's he's a phenomenal musician but i'm just not personally interested in that at all i don't know it's very hard to analyze exactly why something leaves you emotionally cold but it just it just yeah. kind of just well, misses me
1: <laughs> it does me as, definitely as well i mean it's the it's the flintstones at the end of the day even if it was you know <laughs> performed by tom york i don't know actually what would that be like i mean that sounds um, quite cool i know anyway the uh yeah this this um sort of dichotomy between being a good artist and being a good musician or whatever um is a big one for us definitely because and and in just just in my appreciation of music because we we're, we're all trained musicians mm-hmm. we all well we all learn classical instruments certainly and mike went to boston to play the drums and we've been in bands since a million years and alex is incredibly good at the guitar but everything i've ever done with the band is to try and unlearn everything I, I learned about theory and stuff like that since i came out of uni and started this band i've kind of been trying to remove that stuff from my memory and from my knowledge to a certain extent mm-hmm. and it's what we're always trying to do with our music is actually alex will have some kind of depends what he's into at the time, but sometimes it'll be like he's, he's into a certain type of modulation or harmony or whatever scale. Mm-hmm. And the, the hope that everything we try and do is to try and if we if we're going to use that is to try and hide it or to try and make it so that your average listener won't actually be able to tell that you're using this weird uh, scale, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's it, it obviously the effect that the scale is having on the on the melody is important and on the harmony it gives you a certain feeling that you won't get any other way but the the idea that people will kind of go mm, what you know what great harmony theory they'd be utilizing there is is kind of anathema to me i don't want that to happen and i and i yeah. we all really dislike showy players i think that's mm-hmm. a huge misunderstanding is that when you're into more complex music or you have musical education is that you'll necessarily appreciate somebody who can play all the notes you know mm-hmm thing, all the notes. I like a good singer, but, you know, I'm talking about Freddie Mercury. I'm not talking about somebody who can do all the bollocks. You know, he he can do two or three things very, very well, but there's yes, like yeah, yeah. 70% of him is actually not even what's coming out of his mouth. It's the mm. way he looks, it's the way he moves, it's the, yeah, it's yeah. the words, It's it's yeah. what his band is doing, it's, you know, his life story. It's a million things that you actually yes. appreciate at the end. Just some anonymous singer who's done all the work and put in 20 years behind the microphone i don't really care you know i'd rather a million times over somebody who i just think is genuine and has a modicum of talent and a modicum of education when it comes to music but the uh this thing like jacob collier where it's like oh my god he you know he could sing anything and he can do it seven times over without even listening to the previous track it's, it, that's, that's horrible to me. It's like, a, <laughs> um, oh, I don't even know. It's like AI or something. It's like something that's run away with itself and left what it was designed for behind. It's like, it's like AI that's kind of gone, gone nuts and right, it's not yeah, doing yeah, the right it, thing anymore. You know, it's like, it's fucking the wall or something, you know, right, it's yeah, not, yeah. it's, it, it's a horrible, it's a horrible end point when you start with something so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And universal as you know, knocking two pieces of stone together two hundred thousand years ago, and then suddenly you've got that. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, yeah, it's not. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, 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 I do broadly. <laughs> it's really interesting some of the things you said. It just reminds me because um, some of the spaces I'm in, like online or whatever, like people, everyone's talking about music theory, and you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I've learned lots of it, obviously, and you know, I do find it yep. interesting, but when i start to get really turned off from it is when you're just talking to anyone or it's like a general conversation people are like well what's your favorite like chord progression i'm just like what what the yeah. hell are you talking about that's the weirdest yeah, thing i've ever yeah. like i, I don't like, really care it's like what's it's like what's your favorite color yeah it's yeah like, oh, what about God. i'm not five <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> i've i've always thought that's such an odd color. i mean i did so i did english at uni and there is some people who are very much like oh i just love i love words for the sake of words and i was just never really like that to me it's it's like a tool to like express yourself and if people are into that that's that's fine but for me it's just really not what kind of turns me on no. really it's like well what what, what are we actually getting at here it's like totally people, you know
1: some people think that i do that with lyrics quite often they'd be like oh so you know he's he's into words for the sake of words i'm absolutely not i hate that like i al- always will mean something with what i'm saying the idea of just singing a word for its sound is mm-hmm. uh not
0: what, definitely not what I'm into mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, much more into singing about fatbergs and fat children. Yeah, than, uh, absolutely. I've <laughs> yeah, so got to get something, some kind of fat stuff on on every record. Apparently, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was uh, the No Reptile song that I, I first heard because my my partner was uh, into you guys before I was, and I think we were on like a driving somewhere on like a little road trip, mm. um, and I heard that, and it, it, it yeah, I see, it, it, there's obviously the cock block element to it, as you said before, yeah. but there's just some of the. Like, again, it's it's about the ugliness and the kind of arresting yeah. part of the imagery of some of that. And it's yeah, really interesting that's... that, sorry, I was just, that, that bit about the fat child in a wheelchair, because you hear it, it's like, on the one hand... It's, a push, a,
1: chair, it's a push chair. it's a chair, not push a wheelchair. Oh my <laughs> God, I,
0: I, totally, yeah, <laughs> that's that's much worse. Um, but um, I was like, at first it's like, well, that's a really ugly image. And then I'm like, well, it's actually kind of reassuring. And then I'm like, well, no, wait, is it patronising? And I was like, I don't really know how to feel about this. And is, is this something that yeah. deeply uncomfortable in an interesting way about that yeah. and i was just like, this is and then you add that with the cock block ending and so that this is this is yeah that that's the yeah I, i'm sure you hear this all the time it's the first time i heard that was the first time i heard it by you and it was like "Oh, this is a, this is really interesting and i guess bring it back to jacob collier unfortunately and i, I really try not to like Shit on people who I don't necessarily like, unless it's Desiree uh, and the song "Life," in which case I'm I'm, I'm well into yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, I just it just emotionally, unfortunately, it just leaves me completely cold. And if the way I sometimes oh, yeah. describe to people is that if I didn't know about music and I was just an average listener, mm-hmm. I would just hear kind of like as you say, social media friendly kind of. Uh, glib, it's almost like Britain's Got pop. Talent or something where it's just like it's really it's
1: really cool that you can swallow that sword that's on fire while you're on a unicycle <laughs> on a you know on a cat but but why and mm-hmm. I don't really want to see you follow swallowing that sword etc cetera, etc cetera. it feels like that to me there's a oh, what was I going to say yeah no you were just saying you're not sure you get the emotional response from it but also what what kind of emotion is he going for when he covers the flint stones? with like 16 part like what what why is he doing it what what's it for and i get like the the real the only thing it's for really is to show off that he can do it it's not like anyone's actually going to you know enjoy that music is it really like he knows that it's not for enjoyment (laughs) i mean it's it's a performance and it's a very impressive thing absolutely credit where credit's due it's very impressive that he's done this thing but he's made it just to because he can, and he wants people to see that he can, and that feels to me like kind of the worst reason to make something, really, unless you know you've been in jail for eighty years or you're you've been repressed in some way or something, you know, just to say I can do this thing, check it out. It's just kind of like, oh, you know, <laughs> yes, I want to oh, know yeah. about your emotion, or, or mm-hmm. I want you to communicate something to me that isn't just check out how fucking well I can sing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Flintstones? Which is really all that's being communicated to me
0: right yeah i i yeah i i I do agree i do agree um i think a lot of it is down to like that cultural difference like to me to me i guess to me music is about like i guess i would call it generally songwriting but it's more about like it's that finished product Uh, like that's kind of what i'm interested in like well what is it actually kind of getting out kind of emotionally or artistically but i think there's Mm. it's just a totally different world for these kind of Heavy, really super, like uh, jazz, jazz fusiony kind of people. Where that showing off element isn't to me. I find it a bit gross, but yeah, I'm just. Yeah. I, I guess it's just a cultural difference to me. I'm trying to be nice here, basically, because I don't just yeah, want to. it could be. It could be. I think it's a lot of a lot of uh,
1: stuff about all media now is is kind of there's a huge element of it which is just self-promotion and showing off which Mm -hmm. obviously I I do do and I have Mm -hmm. to do I'm wearing my own band's t-shirt for God's sake oh my goodness (laughs) Um, and most of my most of my job is promoting myself and my Mm -hmm. performances and abilities let's not pretend it isn't but there's still huge areas of it that I feel massively uncomfortable about you know just how readily the generation younger than me will um expose themselves and will will try to sell their lives in one way or another you know generate drama or perform every day for the camera is is still alarming to me and I don't know if that will ever really change because I think that Mm -hmm. I'm just not the right age for that It's not good it doesn't feel right to me and it feels it doesn't doesn't just not feel right it actually feels quite wrong sometimes we had this somewhat quaint idea of selling out you know when I was a when I was young and it isn't even, you don't even hear that term anymore. Like you might need to even explain that to someone now, what that means. Yeah, that's and good point, yeah. Why that, why that mattered once upon a time. And it, you know, maybe it doesn't matter. And there's certainly loads of stuff I do now that I thought I would never do because it would be selling out mm-hmm. whether or not you care about that. It's, it's a huge change and it doesn't actually occur anymore. So when you get something like a performer who is just basically showing off, mm-hmm. it's, it's cool. That's fine. That's what everyone does. It's like, you know, you should, you should uh, flaunt it if you've got it kind of thing, but it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really vibe with me.
0: Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's a drag. I, I mean, me with my small YouTube channel, I, I, I am in a similar position where I'm like, when I started off, I was like, well, this is what I'll do. And I'll only do it this way. I have a very specific yeah. image and this is selling out. And then you just realize you just have to do it because you're just being stupid yeah. if you don't, because no one's going to watch do. it or whatever. Um, yeah. But there's still some things where I'm just like, so it, it kind of feeds into that, what you're saying, but like that social media kind of presentation of younger people, I'm not, I'm really adamant, even though I know it would do my channel really well, I'm not going to turn it into like a reaction channel and just like put on some music and be like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah this is really great yeah yeah i'm not trying to insult the people who do that but i just know for me personally i'm i'm if i'm gonna do it i'd have to listen to something fresh i'm not gonna listen to something i've listened to a million times and react to that that's completely fake Yeah, that's insane. if i, if I don't like it i'm gonna say i don't like it and i don't like quite a lot of music and that's yeah, just yeah, that, that would probably do worse for my channel as well so i mean it's still like yeah you'll get
1: all all the Swifties on your back and all the Katy Perry yeah. people come after you and you don't yeah. want to fuck
0: with those, with those I don't, big yeah. fan base. So really to do it productively, <laughs> I basically just have to listen to everything and be like, oh yeah, it's really good. But it's highly unlikely I would actually feel that way. And that to me, that, that, so I feel like there is, there has to be a line there for me, but it isn't, there is, there is kind of like no answer to like what is selling out and like what is just showing off. But no, there for me, some, it's, it's very subjective aside from yeah. anything else. Yeah. But for but me, when we were
1: growing up, you know, oh, all yeah. our heroes, you know, Wayne's world or, you know, Kurt Cobain, everyone would talk about selling out as mm-hmm. like the worst thing you can do. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't recognize today's bands and musicians mm-hmm. as authentic in any way, which is, mm-hmm. it's just something that's changed, you know?
0: Yeah, it is. And, you know, we're both in our thirties, you know, if we're just boomers yeah. now. Like our opinions can be disregarded know, by the youth. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah so i guess I, I did put jacob collier in here because i did thought i did think this song in particular I, I, there mm. are moments where i'm like oh there's a bit of a groove to it and it'll last for like a bar or half a bar and then it will just yeah. degenerate again it doesn't even like, need that shit yeah, yeah it like,
1: exactly that's and exactly just, what it
0: does this this is this is absolutely wild um mm. i mean i'm glad i listened to it once um you know but i'm not sure if i had to, to, to do it in stages i had to do
1: it in stages the first um, like 40 seconds the first time
0: i was like oh Yeah. Well, on the subject of having to potentially listen to an annoying song in stages, our last choice uh, is "Scouting for Girls." (laughs) It's always suggested by you. I I didn't actually. What was the song again? I wish I was James Bond. I wish I was James Bond. Yeah, I think it's called that. Yeah. Anyway, that's the type. That's the the chorus. That's the gist of it, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I wish I was James Bond just for the day. Obviously, I knew the band. I didn't know this song yeah. though uh do you want to just just talk about it briefly for a second
1: well this is uh <laughs> this is a song that has been in ro- in rotation for us um you know me and a few friends for a long time um it came at the end of a string of their hits i think i'm not going to remember exactly how it appeared but it's very interesting because i have a theory about how it was written and i have no idea if it's true but if you listen to a few scouting for girls songs, particularly the big ones, like she's so lovely, or that's the only one I can think of, but there's a very, very, um, rudimentary songwriting ability there where they will play very, very similar stuff in, in every song. Sometimes it's the same chords, maybe in a different key and sometimes the same key. So mm-hmm. it does what it does. You know, it's not pretending to be anything. It's not P- people do like it. However, they're always in a major key they're very chirpy and uh inoffensive songs and when it comes to this one i think what happened was the pianist probably played a minor chord in his usual pattern or it was a mistake or something happened and they sort of i'm just I'm, i'm just imagining this in the rehearsal room or, or just in his head he was like oh that sounds a bit like James Bond mm-hmm. because that's it it sort of does if you don't really know anything about about music um and so they wrote the song around this chord sequence but so you get the you get this minor chord to begin with but his uh his musical brain is very used to, I think this is all speculation. No, this is all used... entirely
0: true. I'm sure it's, it's
1: 100% yeah, he's, true. He's very used to writing melody in a major key. Mm-hmm. So you get this phrase at the end of the, um... I could maybe, I could maybe even play it. To you. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's, let's say it's in. So it, a minor there. So if you, he gets to the end of the phrase and he's going like, I want to be like Roger Moore. No, Roger. Moore. can't even do it. Yeah, yeah. He sort of, he's singing, he's singing this yeah, over the top of this fucking minor, minor third, which you cannot do. That is <laughs> Ill, totally illegal in music. That is, that's like, well i mean it's it's legal in as much as you might do it if you were playing very very uh poncy you know proggy music <laughs> yeah yeah it would yeah. be a, a, an absolute no no for pop music and mm-hmm. certainly basic pop music like this mm-hmm. and and they're just completely oblivious so they've written this whole song around the idea of james bond because they think the chord sequence sounds a bit like james bond cause it has a minor chord in it and it just feels to me like a Obviously, it sounds awful, <laughs> which is why I, I find it so funny, but it's more than that. It's 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 so revealing about the fact that they don't know and obviously they don't care. And obviously it doesn't actually matter. But to my musical ears, it's like it, it it's it's like drawing a smiley face on not on the Mona Lisa, because I'm not saying the song is. <laughs> at the moment. Said, I can't think of a good, I can't think of a good analogy for it, but it's, it's something you cannot fucking do. Mm-hmm. And they're they are blissfully unaware of it. And so is anyone who ever heard it, you know, most people mm-hmm. who ever heard it. So in, in many ways, it's my problem, right? And they're yeah, doing yeah, right, some, They're they're following rules. You know, the rules of music are bullshit. Anyway, you know, equal temperament isn't, isn't a thing and all the rest of it. Um, so it's actually my problem. Right. with this Song, and it, it's it's very interesting to me to um to listen to it and to think about it, mm-hmm. and it's really
0: funny. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. that's why it's ki- in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of uh, the. I guess the analogy is almost like it's a. Uh... It's like those uh, chili pepper gummy bears, which are just, to me, like, yeah. it, they're there as a meme, right? They're just a stupid meme, but they're actually just crap food. It's like, well, you have just broken the yeah. rule. That's kind of what they've done a bit. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, Weirdly, obviously, it it's just a really weird moment in the song, but it's not even the ugliest thing about the song to me. I just find it, like, utterly juvenile, and I don't know, it, it's kind of maybe slightly mean, but I just listen to the sentiment throughout the song. It's like, oh, I wish I was... Um, I, there's even a line like, I wish I was James Bond so I could kiss all the girls. And I'm just like, this is pathetic. I, I really dislike you guys yeah. intensely. And I, maybe I'm being I don't know how self-aware they are. I never got the impression they were a self-aware band. I just find yeah, it really so
1: Yeah, It's really hard to say with them. There's also, an, there's another glaringly bad thing in it where the backing vocal in the chorus. So it goes, I wish I was James Bond. Oh, yeah, and yeah. then you get this guy going, just for the day. yeah, <laughs> this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of.
0: Just for the day. <laughs>
1: A, a certain type of delivery that he has that's uh you know very unique let's say yes it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gen- generally it's 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 such an anomaly for me because all the other songs literally not that I've listened to them are in a major key they all follow the rules and it, mm-hmm. and it works and it's like they've stepped one step out and gone oh that sounds like James Bond a minor chord and <laughs> failed to take advantage of that minor chord they just like bulldozed over the top of it with a with a major melody, and it's a major third, and it's on the first beat of the fucking bar every time. So it's right, just yeah, like, yeah, it cannot be, it should not be, and yet it's right there. Yeah,
0: no, I, I totally agree. But the, the, on the on the point of that um, that backing vocal, it's like the <laughs> the spoken word intro at the start is really similarly obnoxious.
1: Mixing business with girls and thrills.
0: I feel like it was yeah. in the era where people were kind of. It was common to put on like fake upper-class accents to kind of like yeah, give the impression yeah. that you're being eccentric and a bit weird and it's like i, I can't even yeah. remember what they say at the start but it's just it's just aged really quite it's poorly. like 007 you that's know. it yeah 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 exactly yeah. and it's just like well again they probably think they're being like cutesy and whimsical and i'm sure people you know if anyone's mean, they watching are it and, they yeah. are and, and it's all but, but, fine but it 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 isn't in this crucial way, in in several crucial ways. Several crucial ways. Yeah, I guess when someone's being cute and whimsical, it's like how much how much um, leeway are you willing to grant them? And for like, you know, I don't know, I don't know. How anyone much leeway li- can we grant going for girls on a exactly six? You know, I. No one remembers. <laughs> I, I like I like the Beatles. Everyone who listens to my channel knows I love the Beach Boys, and they can be like cutesy and, and stupid oh, and macca. And macca has done
1: some awful crimes against music. Yeah, but some, some of the, what I the best albums of
0: all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes, and again, Mac is a great example actually. Because sometimes I, th- I think you know what, it works. I'm happy with that. Yep. And other times, I'm just like, no, you've lost me, Paul. You've completely lost me with this track. Never so do that fun. again. <laughs> like Honey Pie, Wild Honey
1: Pie, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Some, sometimes I oh, do you like, like that. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But the rest, of, like nearly all the time, I'm just like, for fuck's sake, you know. And you know that he's that he's written that 20 minutes before they press record, or even 10. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's just done this fucking bollocks mm-hmm. in like 1967, mm-hmm. and it's still being listened to, and it's just like this is ju- you know this is shit. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, i well, many... think over the D over the da, which is you know a, a, like a household name of a song, is kind of rubbish.
0: So that, that's not amongst my least favorite. My I I, I really detest Rocky Raccoon. I really I, it, uh, it's, I, I find it yeah. upsettingly cold. I will say, as a child, I liked it. And
1: it is, there is always an element to the Beatles, which is some of its four children.
0: Yes, that's, I that's think. True. you know, things that's like true. Bungalow
1: Bill, it's clearly yeah, yeah, four, yeah. four children, as dark as that actually gets. But Rocky Raccoon, I think that, I think when Macca goes American, that's, that's when you've got to, you've got to draw the line. Yeah. He yeah, does yeah, that yeah. increasingly through his career. And if you actually see him live now, it's, he's just singing in a sort of, horrible american accent with all the judy 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 yeah yeah kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, everyone yeah. knows yeah. and everyone takes the piss out of but that's sort <laughs> of it's vain in him that we that we've never managed to extract that yes, sort of yeah. groan and it's like Mac, can you just write like live and let die and not yes. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah rocky raccoon please yeah yeah although Living uh, let die is not even a great example because that's quite pompous and, but it is good i do love it it
0: is though. i still st- i still like that but because uh, with rocky raccoon actually uh, you are right it's the first bit of the track when he's doing this kind of like spoken word yeah, the, thing. The, i really yeah, I, yeah. the first time i heard that Control. i remember all oh, i yeah. just did not like it the song gets better and there's like some nice honky tonk and whatever that like that's fine but it was that first bit but uh, again the, the point really is that at least with Macca, we can kind of mm-hmm. give him that leeway and be like look you know what it's it's, it's paul mccartney it's paul mccartney um, yes, count for girls if they're trying to be a bit cutie and whimsical. I, uh, I'm not really willing to grant them that leeway, especially it's if they're going to do just the
1: worst bits of macca and remove all the songwriting ability. Mm-hmm. um you're, you're getting you're not. I was going to say you're getting close to kind of for girls, but you're not. You're still a million miles off, basically. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, actually, I, I thought, I thought this was the worst song because nothing else really annoyed me. But "Scouting for Girls," mm-hmm. I mean, she's so lovely Was the only one I really kind of yeah, remember. Yeah. But I always just thought it was. Just There's a few, really and they all, all.
1: It's it's quite crazy when you listen to them. They all literally have the duh, duh. yes, duh, yeah, yeah. like p- the way he plays it, and it's the same chords. And it's like, how many times can you pull this trick, you motherfuckers? And then, <laughs> and but then, crucially, which is the what we're talking about. They they do try and change up and it and it it's a fucking disaster, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. hilarious to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what well, well, was this song like a hit?
1: Probably was it It was a single, I think a I think single. it probably was on the radio. In fact yeah. it definitely was because I can yeah, yeah. I, I know it from
0: somewhere and I you right, know, right, yeah. I didn't go looking, tell, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, fair So we we've covered a wide range of interesting, ugly stuff today. Um, and I, I find ugliness such an interesting topic. Topic actually, because at the end of the day, I think without any level of ugliness, because even like I don't know, like I don't know, like a, if we're talking just like, a, like playing guitar, like like the Jimi Hendrix chord, right? That's an ugly chord. Without mm-hmm. any of that, you're just left with like overly saccharine scouting for girls in their usual mode kind of stuff. You need that kind of bit of yep. ugliness, but it's like oh, it definitely. is interesting, kind of exploring the the kind of boundaries between it and where the limits are. It is. It is. It's actually where my
1: um where my ears kind of prick up the most in Mm -hmm. in what i listen to is is exploring that that edge and that's only increased as time has gone on now i'll find i find like so-called normal music (laughs) usually quite boring unless there's something going on that's that's interesting (laughs) but but i will will happily watch outsider art you know or or new bands or basically not very good bands or people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. I will happily watch that, listen to that all the time because I see things that I don't expect. I hear things I don't, I, that my musical brain won't allow as it were. And I go, fuck, that's, that's a thing that I've just experienced rather than another million things that follow the same rules. Yeah. And even though I, my music probably does follow 95% of the rules, I'm still, probably more excited when we do something we're not meant to than than I am any other time mm-hmm. even though that's the exact thing someone like me will probably say that's the wrong note in you know that scale yeah. or what I've just done yeah. to their music you know yeah. kind of go you can't actually do that guys it's like <laughs> although I think it's really exciting that you have and I actually I'm enjoying you know I wish I was James Bond more than i'm enjoying you know half of the smiles record because really, yeah. they they're following the rules very very well and they're doing this interesting cool shit. but there's like a because you know that the artist knows what they're doing i think that affects things massively which is why i really enjoy uh think you know filmmakers that also don't know what the fuck they're doing it's 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 fascinating it's a lot of it's very funny but sometimes something will occur that you know, Christopher Nolan wouldn't do, because they mm-hmm. couldn't get into back into that mindset where you don't know anything, mm-hmm. where where you're creating just from your lack of knowledge, which is kind of the best form of, well, not the best, but I think it's the most exciting place sometimes to observe, because yeah. yeah, I can yeah. never go
0: back, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's true, isn't it, yeah. Um... Yeah, just, just to the. I mean, like I think about the way like I make um, video essays when I do it, and I, I'm very conscious of the fact that I, I, I don't really know what I'm doing some something. Like I'm like, you know, I've trained in like video editing, but I know like how you make video essays, and I find myself mm-hmm. putting on like a tone of voice that I know that you're supposed to do. Oh, and i that I hate it. I've I hate seen... editing myself. Yeah. It's, it's so horrible. <laughs>
1: there's this thing that quite a few YouTubers do now, where they kind of extend the last word, last vowels. So they'll be like. And then i got a glass of water and okay. i don't know who i don't know who exactly it is there's a guy <laughs> who does it really really prominently and i've heard two more people do it recently anyway don't start doing that
0: <laughs> no I, 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 but the thing is i i don't know i i know i have these annoying habits because I, I edit myself obviously uh, when i'm doing it to put it out i'm just like oh, i sound i just sound like every other knobhead i wish i was a little bit less cognizant of like how things are done like it just it, it it feels I don't know it's the stuff again when when you watch YouTube or whatever it's like this stuff is a bit more interesting like this it's just a bit weird and again yeah. I think I think generally across the board obviously the more you know about your art form the better but there mm-hmm. there's something about that naivety if you I gets lost it. when you the thing
1: that gets lost is the naivety and you mm-hmm. can't get it back and mm-hmm. sometimes it's actually that was always the best thing you had which mm-hmm. is a hard thing to stomach I think um when we made our first record we did loads of things we probably wouldn't do now and I did lots of things in the way I wrote words or way I sang that I think that I've I'm better at but other people will disagree and I can't go back that's the thing about Mm uh creation and and learning and art is that you, you you can't go back you can try and you can find ways to fake it or to throw yourself off course um but it's, it's just one of those things. Sometimes you get the best spark halfway through your career. Sometimes you get it at the end. Sometimes you get it at the start. It's just the way it goes. Yeah,
0: true. That's an interesting note to end on. Um, but you've, I mean, you've just released an album. Do you feel like... We have. You, of course, the,
1: that's the spark I'm talking about. There we go. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Perfect. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Brilliant. I, I think that's a good place to wrap up then. Um, do you want to say anything as a goodbye? Um up to you
1: um check out dean heslop's song that we talked about check out all the songs obviously yeah obviously and uh listen to my album it's called raw data feel and it's awesome
0: it is it is it's very good yeah i agree thank you very much <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> thanks for tuning in and thank you for joining me it is. cool thank you